0: Emanating from www.michaelnimmons.com, It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.
1: This is Michael Eric Dyson.
2: This is Rochelle Riley, straight out of Detroit. This is Dr. Victoria Dooley at Dr. Dooley and Well
1: What up, everybody? It's your boy, comedian Jay Stevens. This is Frederick D. Haynes III.
3: I am Justin Cole, an author and anti-bullying activist.
2: I am Pam Perry. Hey everybody, this is Rochelle V Mann, CEO of Man-Made Production. This is Bree Diane,
1: international evangelist. Hey,
2: this is Candace Pretty Strange Flips. And what's up? This is Ty Scott King.
1: I was Craig and what's cracking Planet Earth? It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ. Lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemes. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him
3: that good, good. I want you to give a warm, Thinking Out Loud Radio show welcome to Emmy Award winning WXYZ Channel 7 anchor woman and new
1: friend of the show, Miss Carolyn Clifford.
2: Well, thank you, Michael, and what a nice introduction. So happy to be here.
1: You know what I've got to do. i got to check out my man, Michael Nimmons, who is handling his business as he drops that knowledge. I like that because Frederick Douglass, for whom I'm named, says that knowledge unfits us for slavery. Truth sets us free. If you want to be free, you want to be like Mike.
3: Check out the best radio show online. You're
2: locked in right now to our listening. You're tuned into the and without thinking about it. Guess what? I'm thinking out loud right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to stay in the know, you better be listening to Thinking Out Loud radio show. you
0: listening to the Thinking Out Loud
2: radio show.
1: Check out Thinking Out Loud.
3: Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. (laughs) Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Don't you dare touch that dial.
2: The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show with Michael Nimmin.
0: Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister Michael Nimmin's.
3: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. We're so very excited you've tuned in to tonight's show. We've got another great show in store for you. I can't wait to get into it on tonight. Um, first look, first and foremost, uh, let's just take a minute and talk about this weather I'm telling you guys this is uh something else. I mean, we are winter is right upon us. If you all know what I'm talking about, um yesterday was just a uh, horrendous display of weather uh that we that we've gotten um I mean the, the 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 snow just continued to fall all day yesterday and I don't understand. I know we I know we live in Michigan and we should be expecting this, but this is just Man, I, I just think it's too early for all of this weather, for all of this snow. Uh, but I, as but, uh, far as I'm concerned, it could snow on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And then it the, the doesn't have to snow again until next Christmas Eve and next Christmas Day. But uh, it is here nevertheless. And it's um, just amazing that the year is just about gone. We are already in... Uh, the third week in November and headed right into December and we'll be, um, heading right into the Christmas season and the new year for 2020. It's just amazing. Where has the year gone? Uh, just don't, you know, I know you all are thinking about some of that as well. And, um, you know, you just, uh, you know, time waits on no man. You all, you all know that time waits on no man. So you have to be about the business of doing, uh, what you're, Uh, supposed to be doing, fulfilling your purpose and all of that good stuff, you know, and uh, and and this is a great segue into uh, what we're going to be talking about during tonight's show. Uh, Our theme is educating today's youth. And the gentleman I'm speaking with on tonight is a business leader and CEO, Maurice Evans, and he's certainly fulfilling his purpose and helping those young people. Uh, that he is uh, servicing in his the three charter schools that he's opened, uh, the Trade Service Learning Academy, the Redford Learning Service Academy, and now the Oak Park Learning Service Academy, helping these young people pursue and fulfill their dreams. We'll be talking to him in just a little bit, sharing with you our interview with him, talking about uh, these three charter schools as well as the importance and the value of of education. Uh, One thing's for sure. Education is certainly being um, devalued in this day and time. And, uh, you know, by by not just um, not just our young people, black young people, but I I believe I would dare say young people in general uh, do not value uh, an education uh, as they should. And certainly we'll be talking about that in our interview with Business leader and CEO, Maurice Evans. Can't wait to share that interview with you in just a few minutes. Also, we're going to be talking about a few things in our What Are You Thinking About segment. Byron Allen versus Comcast and Charter Cable. Uh, This is a Supreme Court case coming up. In fact, oral arguments are going to be made starting tomorrow tomorrow. That is right. This is a big case. We'll be talking more about that during our What Are You Thinking About segment. And we're going to be talking about two uh, two losses. Spartan Nation suffers two off-the-field losses. We all know uh, my Spartans have not been doing uh, very well this football season. But um, during our What Are You Thinking About segment, we're going to be talking about uh, two losses off of the field Uh, that have made the news and headlines for Spartan Nation. So we'll be sharing with you uh, more about that in our What Are You Thinking About segment. And finally, rounding out the three topics for our What Are You Thinking About segment where we talk about everything that you're thinking about or what you're thinking about. Uh, Fellow Spartan, Jamela Hill, uh, she got married over the weekend and we're very happy for her. We're talking more about her wedding and her nuptials. During our What Are You Thinking About segment. So a lot to talk about, lot to discuss during tonight's show. And, of course, we're going to be closing uh, our show tonight talking about, uh, of course, uh, thought of the week. And it's directly in line with uh, education. Uh, we have a powerful thought coming from a uh, orator contest that I was in uh, some time ago. And the title of this orator contest was uh, Education Today Development of development of our communities tomorrow and i uh, can't wait to share an excerpt of this um speech that we wrote for this oral Talk contest that i believe is very apropos and directly in line with the theme for tonight's show can't wait to share that with you Also want to welcome all of our new listeners to our Thinking Out Loud radio show. Remember, you can listen to our show on all of our all the major podcasting networks like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, radio.com, as well as our website, MichaelNimmons.com. Love for you to check that out and let us know what you think. And uh, uh, we love to also for you to share uh, this post and all of our social media posts, for that matter, uh, on your social media as well. Help us get the word out about what's going on on the Thinking Our Loud radio show. Stop by. Our Thinking Out live Facebook fan page, facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud radio show. Also, you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at TOL Radio Host MSN or the TOL Radio Show. A lot of ways you connect with us or drop us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com. A lot of ways that you can keep in touch with us. We would love to hear from you. So as we've said, uh, we've got a great show in store for you. So without any further ado, let's get to it. You
0: is live. A sea of raised fists and silence.
3: 2020 fight is getting very real. Democrats jumping in, speaking out. Jussie Smollett. A month ago, few people knew who he was.
0: You're watching The Breakfast Club.
1: If you take it all into consideration, Stephen A. Listen, the argument that where, where you absolutely disgust me. A lemon, right now. How you feeling? Better than I deserve. You feel better today? I'm getting there. Yeah.
2: What are you thinking about?
3: What's up everybody, this is a November 12th edition of the What Are You Thinking About segment where we talk about everything that you're thinking about and we kick off tonight's show talking about Byron Allen and uh, Byron Allen versus Comcast this Supreme Court case is going to be argued on tomorrow Wednesday November the 13th and uh, we wanted to uh, make mention of this because this case has uh, some very serious implications uh, for us as African Americans and I wanted to Uh, To talk a little bit about this during our What Are You Thinking About segment, Byron Allen is suing Comcast and Charter Cable for refusing to license his channels devoted to criminal justice cars and pets. Byron Allen is a comedian and uh, was started as a comedian, but now he is a media mogul. In 2018, he spent $300 million to buy the Weather Channel. Then he teamed up with Sinclair Broadcast Group to buy Fox Sports assets that were divested as part of the Disney merger. And on October 1st, he unveiled a $290 million deal to acquire 11 local TV stations affiliated with CBS NBC and ABC now according to uh, the story and, um, according to this story um, Byron Allen is suing Comcast because they refused to license his channels again devoted to criminal justice cars and pets and um, According to the story in Yahoo, at one point, a Comcast executive explained why it was refusing to carry out any of Allen or carry any of Allen's channels. According to an account by entertainment studios, the executive allegedly said, referring to the founder of black entertainment television, we're not trying to create any more Bob Johnson's and so Byron Allen is uh, suing Comcast for racial discrimination and so far he has won in both uh, one on both attempts in the Ninth Circuit Court but Comcast is continuing to petition this case and they're now doing so in front of the United States Supreme Court and will do so tomorrow November the 13th and they have solicited the support of the Department of Justice and the Trump administration. Um, they're in support of Comcast, led by CEO Brian Roberts, telling the High Court there may be uh, repercussions for other federal anti-discrimination laws, too. U.S. Solicitor General Noel Francesco has requested the opportunity to participate in the oral hearings. Uh, so we have a video that's posted on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud radio show. You can go there and check out the uh, the video uh, by Byron Allen on the Breakfast Club. A tremendous and powerful interview where he lays it out uh, for uh, for you to really understand what's really going on here. And he's suing based on an uh, 1866 provision barring, barring a Race, barring racial discrimination and contracting uh, and contracting, this was the Civil Rights Act of 1866 um, section 1981 the Ninth Circuit Court didn't rule on the merits of his claim but said Allen only needed to show that racial discrimination was a motivating factor in Comcast's decision not to carry his channels uh, so uh, what they've done is Move from what is called the but for clause, which means that a hundred percent of the reason or the prevailing reason the contract would, would be denied or was denied was based solely on racial discrimination, and they've moved it to just racial discrimination being a motivating factor, which lowers the bar in cases like this in favor of the plaintiff Byron Allen. So uh, that's why this case is so very important because if the Supreme Court rules in favor of of Byron Allen, he will now be able to pursue this lawsuit of twenty billion dollars against Comcast, uh, ra- uh, um, um, arguing that uh, Comcast uh, has racially discriminated against him by by refusing to license his channels on their cable uh, on their cable company, their cable network, um, and. Uh, But if they decide if the Supreme Court decides in favor of Comcast, um, then they will essentially be rolling back, uh, uh, rolling back civil rights uh, to the era of the 1800s in favor of comcast and charter cable and that right there is is a a travesty uh, one that that we really want to try to avoid and certainly um you know you can listen to and watch this video that's on our facebook fan page um and the way it's going to happen tomorrow from what Byron is saying, the Supreme Court is giving Eastside side a half an hour to argue their case in front of them. And uh, Comcast has solicited the, the, the help of the Trump administration. So they are giving the Department of Justice 10 minutes to argue um, in favor of Comcast and against African-Americans, uh, you know, in this in this case, in the Supreme Court case, and this is tremendous because, again, they are arguing in favor of Comcast and against Byron Allen, uh, saying that they are, uh, not being racially, uh, discriminatory and refusing to license his, his channels, but that, uh, they are actually, um, uh, they, they are, um, they're just simply uh, what, what they're what they're arguing whether is that there are other uh, motivating factors there are other reasons uh, that they are not uh, licensing or refusing to license his cable channels they're arguing economics they're arguing uh lack of interest uh they're arguing a number of different reasons and and race not being one of them however uh as i said when you uh when you have a quote from one of comcast executives saying that we're not trying to create any more Bob Johnson's I mean what do you what do you expect Bob Johnson of course is the billionaire who founded black entertainment television so uh, there's your proof right there that Comcast is racially discriminating against Byron Allen who is a billionaire himself and they're not trying to duplicate uh, this uh, and so uh, it's really it, it's, a, it's a case uh, of, of great interest uh, and I, I truly i strongly recommend that you check out the video on our facebook fan page we would love to get your thoughts and feedback on this as well powerful case that i'm going to be keeping track of because i really would like to know how it's going to turn out in the end also, uh, we're going. We, we wanted to uh, share with you news about two losses, off the field losses, in Spartan Nation. Uh, of course, you know that our football team hasn't been doing really well here lately, and our basketball team is. You know, we lost our uh, one of our premier games, our first game against Kentucky. And so, you know, it's been kind of a rocky road for Spartan athletics this year. Uh, but, um, you know, we have also lost, um, you know, this really blindsided uh, me along with a lot of other uh, Spartans as well. Former wide receiver Charles Rogers uh, passed away at age 38 years old. Very young, very young man. Uh, But uh, all of us know that he was a premier wide receiver at Michigan State University. I remember attending uh, the Notre Dame game when he caught the uh, touchdown pass. Uh, I think it was in between two or three receivers in the end zone. I think that was also one of the major reasons he was drafted by the Detroit Lions uh, second or third overall. That catch alone, he was just that for nominal of a receiver and so it's really just sad to hear that this young man passed away at such an early age has so much promise life uh, still ahead of him and um, from what I understand he was caught up in drugs and just life took a um, just life spiraled down uh, downhill he was cut from the Lions and then they they sued him for uh, the money that that uh, that that he owed them um, from his contract And I think he was working in California at an auto parts uh, or auto mechanics shop. You know, just a a young man with so much promise ahead of him, so much potential. And life just took a tragic turn for the worse. And certainly our thoughts and prayers are with the family of of Charles Rogers. We know this is a difficult time for them. We're praying for them and, and hoping and believing that God will turn the situation around for them them and uh, god will certainly heal uh the, heal their broken hearts during this um this hour of this their hour of bereavement and also star point guard cassius winston uh on saturday of uh this past uh, november the the ninth uh lost his own brother um uh, his, his own brother, uh, 19 year old brother, guard at Albion College, uh, Zachary, uh, Cat, uh, Zachary Winston, who was a point guard on the Albion College basketball team, graduated from U of D Jesuit High School. He was hit by an Amtrak train in Albion. According to police, Zachary Winston intentionally walked in front of the train. So sad to hear this young man ended his life this way. And, uh, certainly our thoughts and prayers again are with this family uh, this, this is uh, the holiday season of course you know no one wants to go through this, uh, during, this during this time and certainly we want to uh, let the, the Winston family know that uh, we're thinking about them and praying for them uh, in this their hour of bereavement and finally, and finally, on a much happier note, uh, we wanted to uh, acknowledge uh, the nuptials of uh, sports journalist Jamella Hill. Uh, she just, just recently jumped the broom. In fact, she uh, married her longtime uh, boyfriend, Ian Wallace, on Sunday, November the 10th in California. Jamella Hill and Ian Wallace, according to Essence Magazine, um, got married in California at the beautiful, the beautiful. Uh, Monarch Beach Resort in California as the location is the was the location of their gorgeous wedding ceremony. She's a good friend of ours, and we sent her um, a direct message on Twitter congratulating her on her nuptials. And she shot us a message back saying thank you. And we just uh, want to uh, let her know on our show uh, that we um, we we are so excited and happy for her and Ian uh, for jumping the broom. Marriage is such a wonderful. A uh, wonderful thing And certainly we are wishing them Nothing but success The days, the weeks, the months, and the years To come Congratulations to Jamela and Ian On their wedding well, that was the Thinking Out Loud radio show. What are you thinking about segment for November the 12th? Uh, we hope that uh, you enjoyed it. If you got any questions about anything we talked about during this segment, feel free to add us to TOL Radio Host MSN on Twitter or Instagram or the TOL Radio Show or go to uh, go to our Facebook fan page at, at uh, facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Also, you can... Uh, hit us up on our uh, website There, there you can leave us a comment right from our uh, Thinking Out Loud radio show page as well uh, we're getting ready to take our first break of the night but when we come back we're getting right into our interview with my good friend, business leader and CEO Maurice Evans you don't want to go anywhere, you're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online it's the Thinking Out Loud radio show we'll be right back
0: You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hi,
2: my name is Maya and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. With radio show host and my daddy,
0: Michael Nemitz. You better listen to that, little
3: girl. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you get you to believe? Who told you that you were naked?
0: It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis with the discovery of the spiritual solution get your copy now available on amazon for just 14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com
3: like a victim when you are already victorious
1: This is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The
0: Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.
3: This is radio host Michael Nimitz. And yes, it's tax time. Haven't filed yet? No worries. We've got the place for you. Consumer Tax Clinic. Take it from someone who knows. They will sit down with you, go over your return, give great advice, and look for the best possible return options. Let the experts at Consumer Tax Clinic help you get the refund you never thought you could. They did it for me. Let them do it for you. Call Consumer Tax Clinic. That's 248-395-0078 Or visit their website at ConsumerTaxClinic.com That's ConsumerTaxClinic.com Consumer Tax Clinic A tax service designed with you in mind All right, everybody. We are back on another great edition of the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show, and we have a good friend of ours on the line with us on tonight. So happy to have him with us. Very influential business leader in the community, and um, just happy that he was able to carve out time for us on the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. And I can't wait to get into this interview, but I want to give him a proper introduction. He is a business owner, mentor, manager, leader, and founder and CEO of Elite School Management. His insight and influential connections have made it possible for Elite School Management to secure some of the most successful and experienced individuals in the industry. Elite School Management, under the leadership of this business maverick, is the future of education. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud radio show, welcome to new friend of the show and good friend of ours, CEO and business leader, Maurice Evans. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio
1: show, Maurice. Good evening, Mike. It's, it's such a great honor to be able to sit here and have a conversation with you in regards to how to uh, see to grow our educational progress with our young people it's very important that we are doing the things that we need to do in order to be effective for our future
3: absolutely absolutely you're definitely doing that um, in your in the area of education you know malcolm x said education is our passport to the future for tomorrow belongs to the people who prepare for it today and certainly you are doing that with the Detroit Service Learning Academy, and we want to get into uh, that, 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 uh, the importance of education and all of the great things that you're doing here in the city of Detroit. But before we do that, I want you to uh, uh, take a few minutes and introduce yourself to our Thinking Out Loud radio show community. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, thanks, uh, Mike. I, I truly appreciate, once again, the opportunity. You know, I was very blessed and fortunate to be a part of an organization called the YMCA um, back some 20 years ago, and I was actually chairman of the board of directors of the board at uh, for the YMCA at Seven Mile year when they approached me about putting a school in the community. Um, at that time, I have to be honest with you, we were um, – just getting uh, our footing around a lot of different programs for the community. So I was very interested in, in being a part of something that was going to be groundbreaking and trailblazing moving forward. Um, back in 1997, we started the planning of the actual school. In 99, we opened the school up. We're actually celebrating 20 years in existence at Seven Mile and Lasser. Um In 2005, the Y decided that they were going to – cut ties with uh, the school itself, and at that time I was elected um, board president, and we went into a self-management mode. Um, And that's where I believe God really worked with me from a volunteer perspective. Never was getting um, paid for it. It was all volunteerism. I um, opened and, I mean, I continued to manage the school from 2005 all the way to 2013 um, when my board of directors selected me. And my company to come in and actually manage the school to, um, to, to this day. And in doing that, in 2014, we opened our second school, which is in Redford, and it's called Redford Service Learning Academy. Um, and um, just this past year in September, uh, we were blessed to open up uh, our third school, which is called Oak Park Service Learning Academy. All these are within our district. Uh, we represent roughly about 1,500 kids, over 1,000 families, that we service um, between three schools, and we're just very excited. Uh, My background has truly been into um, uh, different arenas. Um, I started off um, years ago um, with the Detroit Police Department, Um, just did a very short stint with them before being um, laid off and then going into cells. Um, from there, I, I worked for a couple of different companies, um, J. Lewis Cooper, which is a wine company. But my longest stint was with Philip Morris Tobacco. Um, Philip Morris um, is a nationally known company, corporation, that's been around for many, many years. Uh, I was very fortunate to start off as a merchandiser and ended up as a sales manager, territory sales manager, before actually going into my own business, of uh, insurance um, uh, Owning my own insurance agency, Allstate, to be one of them. Um, but I, I have a long, extensive background, really, in sales, business, and marketing. Education was not on my um, my radar, um, but God has seen fit to take me in a direction that I wouldn't have never thought that I would be in. Um, so I'm very thankful and very blessed to, to have the opportunity to um, affect so many lives on, on a regular basis and really see our kids um, from – pre-K all the way to eighth grade, uh, a greater opportunity to be educated. And we graduated through our school over 2,300 kids, um, which is is quite a bit of of, of children that came out of the eighth grade and moved on to high school and also through college. And during the time that I had the chance to spend um, out um, on patrol with uh, Detroit Police Department, I was able to kind of see – things that were happening with our young black men and young black women that were not settling with me. And I do remember um, having, you know, dialogue and conversations from time to time um, in regards to what do we do in order to make a difference moving forward? How can we be more impactful? And that was more of my my, my prayer and my meditation um, to to understand more about us as, you know, young um, African-American men and women, um, where could we make a difference at? And I have to tell you, being involved with the YMCA gave me a better understanding that um, through a great education, we would be able to impact um, lives, you know, many ways. And that was during the time that I was with the, the Detroit Police Department. So I had a chance to be a mentor um, uh, and also a youth basketball coach where I was involved um, Um, in, you know, helping to guide and and mold our young people. And as I was doing that, um, as I stated earlier, the YMCA came to me with this opportunity to sit on the board of directors um, of the school. And once I got involved, I fell in love with it. And once I saw the impact of children that were coming in at kindergarten and leaving at eighth grade and how impactful that was not only in their lives, but also in my life, um, giving satisfaction to uh, the opportunity to help them realize their dreams and, and, and their opportunities to move forward. Um, we're very fortunate to be at the corner of Seven Mile and Lasser um, for 20 years um, that I've been able to truly um, see a lot of success stories coming back. Um, I also have had some children, Uh, young men um, and young ladies that have went on and been incarcerated um, due to the fact that they um, caught bad breaks and weren't able to to follow the right path. But what it has done for me is made me realize that through education, through opportunity, through understanding of, of mentoring, you know, our young kids and also helping even the young parents understand that it is important that they have a foundation a greater foundation um, through education um, that will help them be much more successful going down. And in our schools, we have different programs that we present to our kids as early as uh, the fifth and sixth grade. Um, we have a program right now called the Young Millionaires Club. It's um, part of a, a Young Millionaires University that we teach our children how to read a portfolio Get them to understand what the Wall Street Journal actually um, can can help them to to understand in business. We also have a program um, that we just put in place with um, a African American Nurses Association that's been around for 95 years, called Mary Mahoney. And we're presenting to our kids an opportunity to understand that they can be nurses. They can work in the in the medical field. And we want to present these opportunities early on. Because if you present it to them in the fifth or sixth grade and start talking to them about college, start talking to them about career choices, start talking to them about Opportunities of uh, of saving money and understand the importance of, uh, of, of 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 you know having a savings account you know they begin at that time to change their mindset. you know they don't need to go out into these streets and be trained by the the, the, the illegal um, crime cartel. To, to be a part of anything, they can start changing their mindset and being and making a difference in their lives early on. Um, one of the things that people uh, that we teach them is that only 39% of Americans have enough savings to cover 000, um, in a thousand dollars in in an emergency. It's less than that when you start talking about our African American children. Okay, you know, so we what we want to do, what I want to do, what I believe my calling in life is, is to be able to you know, point them in the right direction. Give them a reason to know and understand that they're in school to make a difference in their life. Their long their long life learning opportunities are greater than what they can ever ever imagine. You know, forty four point seven million Americans have student loan debt. You know, we talk to them about that. We we, we share with them about African Americans that you know, such as Oprah Winfrey and Steve Harvey, I mean, we talk about all these African-Americans that, that, that are out there and that have made it. We put them in front of them and let them know what their history is and how they can do the same thing.
3: Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. We'll be right back.
0: Miss the college and pro football kickoff show. Featuring former all pro wide receiver
3: Derek Mason. Of course, man, I cannot let you go without talking a little bit about what's going on with uh, Jay Z and the NFL.
0: Catch it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. <laughs>
1: Jay-Z said, you know, we're past milling. Because so Jay-Z, you may be past milling, but the guys that are still milling, the guys that are still fighting for injustice, they're not past milling. Everybody's screaming that, oh, Jay-Z's at the table now. We should be happy that one of us is at the table. Just because you're at the table. Doesn't mean we all eat this fact. You to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it keep
2: it You're listening to The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial.
0: Our loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you. You to radio show. Keep
3: it keep it I know you are enjoying our interview with business leader and CEO Maurice Evans. Let's get back into this insightful and powerful interview. Wow, that is awesome. That is awesome. I know you guys are enjoying our interview with my good friend, business leader and CEO, uh, Maurice Evans. So happy to have him on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we're just talking about uh, the work that he is doing right here in the city of Detroit with his charter schools. You know, he has three locations now, the Detroit Service Learning Academy, uh, the Redford Learn- Learning Service Academy and the Oak Park Learning Service Academy and talking to us about the importance of an education. And, and, you know, uh, that's a great segue into our next question, because, you know, Maurice, as a CEO and business leader, I want you to talk to our listeners about the value and the importance of an education. And this this question is a, is a two-parter, because, you know, I know you understand the value of education in this day and time. But the other part of the question is, why do you think education is viewed so poorly by some of our young black men?
1: You know, I I believe it's because we um, as business leaders are not taking a a very um, in-depth look at how to motivate the people, the the, the young um, African-American young men that are coming behind us. You know, we have taken our eyes off of the ball. You know, and we're not being as transparent as our parents were. Um, there's a lot less of our young families that are out here, the fathers that are out here that are in these um, young men's lives um, that are not taking the time to sit down and really have an in-depth conversation about the way the world works and how important it is to to continuously stay with inside of your educational progress. You know, a lot of times I think, Mike, is that we tend to believe that our kids will be in the NFL, okay, or they will be in the NBA, or they will be in the MLB, Major League Baseball, right, MLB. We don't take the time to think and also look at them and say to them, you still need a Education in order to kind of move past that. If you're one of the millions that get selected, okay. If you're one of the millions that get selected, how important the education, how important your education is going to be after your career is over. We have to do better, you know, um, at at getting our you know young professionals and our young educators um, back into the schools and having this dialogue, not on career day, okay, but every chance that's possible to present, you know, young, positive, African-American males and females in front of them so they'll know. I was very fortunate this year to hire um, three unbelievable um, 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 school leaders for, for, for our school district, and all of them are bringing in the attitude that it is their responsibility to make sure that the kids understand how important education is. Our kids are also, Mike, just to let you know, they're coming to school with adult problems. You know, they're coming to school being concerned about how they're going to feed their little sister. And they're only 12 or 13 years old. They're coming to school trying to figure out, you know, how they're going to help mom keep a roof over their head. We have to do a better job in reaching back. We have to do a better job in presenting them with better opportunities. We have to do a better job in teaching them, you know, more of a career path versus giving them a hope and a dream because they can run, jump, and shoot a basketball. I, I'm not against any young man that has those type of talents or any young lady that has those type of talent, But when you look at the millions of young um, African-American kids that come out of college and they don't get a chance to be in the NBA, the NFL, the MLB. And they are overseas trying to realize their dream, but they still have nothing to fall back on. Those are the kids that we need to also reach, but we also need to reach the ones that are sitting in the house that does, that do not have that talent. Absolutely. The young lady that spoke at our uh, advancement um, um, ceremony last year, she calls me dad, and the reason that she calls me dad is because I am fortunate enough to have her and her brother from kindergarten all the way through eighth grade, That and they know that I am holding them accountable for the success of their lives. And and that's they're not my biological kids, okay? They call me dad. They, they, they tell everyone that I'm their godfather. And they hmm. know that they cannot call me and tell me that they're not you know, getting the best grades possible, you know, because Mm. I check on them. I call them. I speak to them. I I, I chastise them. When their mom says, hey, Mr. Evans, this is what's going on with with, with Lamont, I call Lamont out and let him know that's unnecessary. You're not going to do it, and he listens because he knows that I care. So we we have to do more of those type of things, and and my schools are open to any young African-American professional any professional that wants to come up in the school and volunteer time and mentor young, young young kids, we're open for that. We're open for that. We have that. We have different fraternities, the alphas and, and the kappas, you know, that come through and they spend time with our kids. I'm encouraging, if you don't have an opportunity to give anywhere, Come to Detroit Service Learning Academy District. will give you that opportunity to grow and be a part and make a difference in a young person's life.
3: Wow. Wow. This is truly amazing. So happy to have my good friend, business leader and CEO, uh, Maurice Evans, on the line with us on tonight. He's just really sharing with us some golden nuggets. And what I, what I really gained from listening to you is that what our young people need more now than ever is surrogates in their life. You know. Um education is, is so very important and you've expressed that, but uh schools now and teachers now and and, and administrators are are just are more than just um, you know, doing the work, uh, of, of, the school within the four walls of that institution. But, you know, nowadays, uh, you're being called upon to be mentors. You're called upon to be, you know, extended family parents and, and, and whatnot, uh, in the lives of these young people. And, and if you're not, if, if you're not, uh, uh, if you, if you don't have that mindset, then, then, then more than likely this is not, the field or the area for you. That's, and that's the sense that I get from you, that, that you are all in in it for the young people that you service at the Detroit Service Learning Academy, at the Redford Service Learning Academy, and the Oakland the Oak Park Learning Service
1: Academy. Am I correct? You're, you're so correct. You know, I, I've said this many times before. Our teachers are angels because you have to remember, they're coming in and they're um, dealing with kids. Their classroom sizes is up 25 to 28 and then they go home and they raise their own kids. So that takes an angel within itself to have enough compassion, okay, especially for the amount of income that they they, that they, they receive for doing it. I mean, it's not an a income-reward-based type of system. This comes from love and caring. And also they're social workers, you know. They have to, you know, listen and look at the children and try to understand that that these kids are coming from, a place that a lot of us don't go to at at the end of our our, our day. We had a professional development, and we loaded up three of our buses, and we took our our teachers on a tour of the neighborhood where our kids live. Mm. gave them a different perspective of of who's sitting in front of them and why these kids are sometimes coming to school sleepy, sometimes coming to school hungry sometimes coming to school where they don't have the the right type of, of of clothing, okay, and and giving them a better understanding that when you leave out of that parking lot at 7 Alasher or at Grand River and Beach Daily or at Marlowe and Nine Mile, when you leave out of that parking lot, you go home to a home that doesn't look like the kids that you service. A lot of them don't get three square meals, you know, at home on the weekend. A lot of them don't have heat all the time because their parents are struggling, trying to make a difference. And if you can understand the the, the public that you serve, then you can serve them better by teaching them with not only empathy, okay, and sympathy, but you can teach with more understanding then you can dig deeper, and it's important that, you know, our teachers know this, and that's why we we took the time out on the professional development day to make sure that they understood that with no hesitation and and, and giving them a chance to, to see why a child would come in and be upset because he's coming from a home that he was cold last night or he was coming from a home that he did not have, you know, mom and dad, um, 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 there to, to 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 fend for him because mom or dad is working midnight and they're not there you know to, to see him throughout the night. I'm not saying that's a hundred percent of the population that we serve, but I will tell you it's 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 a very large percentage of it, and we have to understand that education is very important, but also we have to give them different avenues to understand that they can be a master plumber or a master electrician, or they can be a nurse, or they can be an x-ray technician and still make a, a, a great living and still be able to, to, to take care of themselves and their family as they go forward. We as African-Americans have failed to realize that we have to give back. We have to give back. You know, the mm-hmm. thing- You're tuned in.
0: To the thinking, loud, loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Author and speaker, Dr. Eddie
1: Connor. Uh, I was reading something the other day, and it's it's interesting. Uh, it's been fifty years. Since uh, Dr. King was killed, 50 years later, they're still killing kings. You know, uh, to to really speak truth to power, but also to to speak to our young men about uh, police brutality, but also the whole spectrum that, in many cases, they live in the crosshairs of society. We can give them all the, the tips, tools, and things of the trade or how to govern yourself accordingly, but we see young men all across America and we you know uh so many cases we just become desensitized to a young man who is shot and killed because the police were threatened by the fact that he pulled something out of his pocket and it was a phone when they thought it was a gun.
0: Practitioner and spokesperson Dr. Victoria Dooley.
2: I do feel strongly that as African-American community and the church, we need to take mental illness more seriously and we need to make it okay for somebody to seek out health care for mental health issues other than prayer, absolutely
0: 100%. Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, Rochelle Riley.
2: Uh, I, I can tell you, and before we leave uh, Ali, let me tell you that it wasn't just an interview with him, but my very first column, called for the city of Louisville to have a museum for him because at that time there was nothing bearing his name except a little strip of street you know how it works in some cities where Martin Luther King Boulevard is in a part of town but in the rest of the town it's named something else that column ran and the mayor and other folks who knew better and who were embarrassed by it said okay it's time and that helped lead to this effort that had been going on for some time to raised $80 million to build the Muhammad Ali Center, which now exists on the banks of the Ohio River.
0: We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
3: It's their birthday. They need a gift for that special someone. Then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specializes in custom-made all-occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691. That's 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today.
2: You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial.
0: You're in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked.
3: I hope you enjoyed our interview with business leader and CEO Maurice Evans. Let's hear the conclusion of this powerful and insightful interview. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. I I totally agree with you and, you know, and, and I'm really inspired by the, by the, uh, the professional development opportunity that you presented to your teachers, taking them uh, through the neighborhoods of, of, of your school so they could see firsthand, you know, and get a different perspective of uh, the, 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 te- the young people that they teach. Because sometimes, um, you know, I'm sure the teachers are, you know, you know, they come to school, they come to school ready to teach the young people, uh, but they may not be uh, fully aware of the environment that those young people come from. And by taking them outside of the school and into the neighborhoods from where those young people live and reside, and 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 giving them uh, insight into where they come from, uh, would would set would certainly help them uh, uh, do their jobs even better, and in, in impacting those young people uh, in the classroom. So I, I truly applaud you for uh, for being for, for for being a visionary in that sense because. You know, you don't hear about that a lot. You don't hear um, that the schools or the teachers are, you know, that they're they're aware or they're cognizant of the neighborhoods and the communities that exist around them. They're more concerned um, about the classrooms or the schools are more concerned about what's going on inside the inside the school rather than uh, what's going on around the schools in the neighborhoods. And I think that you should be applauded for that.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, it, it's once again, it's a, it's a labor of love. Um, it's an opportunity that um, I thank God for each and every day. I never wake up in the morning feeling that I'm going to work. I never come home in the evening feeling that I've been at a job. Um, I just love what I do and, and continuously love the people that I work with to make this thing happen. You know, it, it's something that we have to do. Much better of, and continuously and invite more people in to be a part of it. Um, you know, you, you, you yourself, Mike, um, you know, you're uh, a well-renowned reno- um, author and speaker, and you have a beautiful family, and 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 you, you you're doing great things. You know, even with the with the radio show that you that you have, you're doing great things. And we need to make sure that our young African American kids. Know and understand that we have great people like yourself out here. That it's 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 not you know unusual to to be um, you know well versed and in different subjects. You know, but if we don't expose them to that, we don't expose them to you know um, different colleges. Um, we have a great relationship with Indiana Tech, and they're um, coming in as a partner of ours to begin to help groom our sixth graders. Sixth graders throughout eighth grade right now, we have already been authorized to develop a high school, um, which we're, we're in the planning stages of that. What we to do is create a career
2: path
1: for kids that want to go to college, a career path for kids that want to be, um, you know, in, in some type of journey program, a career path of kids that want to be a part of the nursing program, a career path of being part of, you know, kids that want to learn about coding, okay, or marketing. Right. With inside the automobile dealerships, you know, we want to make sure that all the kids that we are interfacing with on a, on a regular basis are given the chance to know that these things are out there. And that's where I think we, we fail. We, we don't, you know, the eight-track player played music, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Now you're downloading the same music. In education, you have to change. You have to change it the way you're coming and presenting the the, 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 the children with understanding that these things are out here. I mean, on TV, we have reality shows. We have the basketball games. We have the football games. We have the, the baseball games. We have all those things, and our kids watch them and they dream of being those things why not have you know our young kids to have an opportunity to sit you know and understand you know what it takes to to be a radio host what it takes to be you know a a um an investor you know or what it takes to be a a person of the medical field, if it's if it's in the medical field or even selling medical insurance, these are all the things that we're going to need our kids to be able to do in order
3: to be successful. Absolutely, absolutely. And one thing that that you said that really stood out to me, and uh, it's it's really been something that uh, I've written about and have uh, you know I've made a part of my nonprofit organization, the Vision Initiative, is exposure 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 it is so important that we expose our young people to the success we expect for them to achieve because um in 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 their young lives if they don't if they're not exposed to what success looks like and i'm not just talking about what they see on television but if they're not uh, if those individuals are not put in front of them, if they don't see what success looks like front and center, if they're not taken to a news station, or if they're not taken to a radio station, or if they're not they're not taken to places where successful people um, uh, reside or or work, um, I, you know, we we are we are really dooming them uh, to uh, a, a a life. Uh, that is a life of limitations because they have to know that success is more than what they see on television. They have to know that success is more than what they see in the NBA and in, in the NFL and in 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 the, in, in the MLB. Uh, but it is it is much larger and much broader and uh, and we have to be a part of expanding their paradigm in careers and showing them. Uh, as you said, that there are more uh, opportunities out there, but we as uh, th- we as their leaders have to show them what careers are there and available for them to pursue. But if all they see um, for success is what they are, uh, if what they see on television, I think what it does is it makes success look like an unattainable and unachievable goal. Uh, but 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 they have to realize, as you said, that. It is much closer uh, a opportunity than even they think. I'm so happy to have my good friend, business leader and CEO, Maurice Evans, on the line with us on tonight. And just so happy that he's been here with us sharing some insights into uh, the charter schools that he is over. The Detroit Service Learning Academy, the Redford Service Learning Academy, as well as the Oak Park Service Learning Academy. And they're doing some tremendous things uh, in this uh, not just I would not just say, dare say the city of Detroit, but now here in the state of Michigan, they're making an indelible impact in uh, in these three communities. And, you know, um, as we uh, get ready to wrap this interview uh, with uh, Maurice Evans, I want you to share with our listeners about some of the things you're doing. I'm sure you're already thinking about expansion and things about in uh, and, and your vision is expanding beyond uh, what you're even doing right now? So, I want you to share with our listeners what is your vision for, uh, you know, the, the uh, your 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 charter your series of charter schools, uh, the elite uh, school management company that you uh, are CEO of. Just give us kind of a vision of what of uh, where you're headed, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, education.
1: Well, um, the thing that stands out the most of course, is the, the high school that's coming um, into play within the next, you know, two years. Um, we want to head down a path where we're going to change the way education is being presented. You know, the reading, math, um, writing is very important. As a matter of fact, there's a third grade law that's in place that our kids have to be reading by the third grade. I think that what we have to do and and the, the direction that we're going to go in is we're going in the direction of career readiness, getting our kids exposed to the opportunities that are out here other than what they see on television. You know, we have a great relationship with, you know, different organizations and we're going to start to advance that, those relationships and and truly position our kids where they're talking with people that have careers that they are able to take care of their families. You know, one of the things about technology is that you have animation, you have the coding, you have different technology uh, pieces that are in place. We want to put that in our junior academy and then push that forward throughout our high school. And believe me when I tell you, I'm not against any athletic, you know, child that wants to be a part of, you know, a sports program. But that's not what our high school is going to be about. Our high school will be about career readiness. You know, if you want to be, you know, a basketball player, if you want to, you know, do those type of things, then I'm going to encourage you that you go to, you know, a school that offers those type of programs. We want to offer programs that are going to be more geared towards, um, you know, career readiness. You know, um, we want to be able to mentor our children, you know, and we're going to mentor our children to be ready when they get when they get to 18, 19 years old, they understand where they got to go. You know, it states in the Bible, train the child up to where you want him to go off to, and that's what will, 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 will give him something to hold on to. But if we don't talk about these things early on, if we don't start preparing them and start taking them on, on field trips that show not only our past history, but what the future can be for them, then we're not doing our job.
3: Wow. I know you guys have enjoyed our interview with our good friend, business leader and CEO, Maurice Evans. We're so happy to have had him on the thinking out loud radio show with us on tonight, just sharing with us, uh, some insights into, uh, what uh, the tremendous work that he's doing, uh, not just here in the city of Detroit, but in other, uh, cities in Redford in Oak park and, and, um, and, and just doing some great things, um, with um with our young people in the area of education is so happy again to have had him on the show with us on tonight and as we wrap the interview i want you to share with our listeners you know i'm sure there are parents that are probably listening and wondering how they can get their children in uh in your schools detroit service learning academy uh, the uh, Redford Learning Service Academy, as well as the Oak Park Learning Service Academy. I want you to share with our listeners how they can, um, you know, enroll their children in these schools, and you know how they can become a part of what you're doing right here uh, in the state of Michigan.
1: Yes, they can go to our uh, any one of those websites. Or all three of them are uh, www.DetroitServiceLearningAcademy.com. service learning academy dot com.org um, or Oak park or reference and right there um, is uh, information in regards to enrollment there's also information in regards to certain programs that we do we're also um, are going to be sending out um, via facebook and youtube a lot of different messages in regards to the enrollment process as we kind of move forward we have a very exciting program um, that we're looking to partner with Wayne State. You know, Wayne State has given out this program um, where uh, kids can go to college for free. And to, to be a part of that um, in the very near future, we're still trying to put together all the, you know, all the different parameters, you know, dotting our I's and crossing our T's on seeing how we can be an, an effective um, contributor to that program and also to our children that are currently with us.
3: Wow, that is amazing. That is amazing. Well, thank you so much, Maurice, for being on the show with us on tonight. I truly, truly appreciate it. We wish you nothing but success in all that you're doing, making an impact right here, not just in the city of Detroit, but in the city of Redford, as well as the city of Oak Park. And we pray that God will continue to expand and enlarge your territory as you endeavor Uh, to make a difference right here in the state of Michigan. May God continue to bless you.
1: Thank you, sir. And thank you for having me. And and please, when um, you have an opportunity, would love to um, have some of our uh, program sponsors that we have part of our school. Maybe you can bring them on and have um, them kind of talk about how the program works inside of our organization and also just kind of talk about the importance of career readiness. Um, The young man, Sam Catanera, is the author of a great book uh, called Millionaire's Intentions, and I think that he would be a great guest for you, and he can also tell you about the program that we're having and looking forward to having you come out to our schools and and be – a part of you know the growth process as we go forward that
3: sounds like a great and awesome opportunity i look forward to it love to connect with uh, the gentleman you spoke of have him on the show as well i um appreciate the kingdom connection i definitely look forward to working with you guys in the very near future may god continue to bless you
1: thank you sir same with you
3: it's the thinking i allow radio show We'll be right back. Don't, don't 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 touch that dial. It's a Thinking Out Loud Radio Show.
0: We'll be right back. Award-winning journalist Carolyn Clifford.
2: As journalists, we just have to keep doing what we're doing day in and day out. And all we can do is report the truth in a non-biased manner, and everything else will work itself out.
0: Activist and thought leader. Marcia L. Dyson.
2: Obviously not Nancy Pelosi because again, because of social media, she said what she said, but that she's not going to be the one who stopped uh, her colleagues from not only thinking out loud, but talking out loud, whoever they are uh,
0: authentically. Pastor and Intellectual. Dr.
1: Frederick Haynes III. In the black church, according to the uh, brilliant author and historian and scholar L.H. Welchel, he said the black church was born as a protest movement. Uh, That's the reason the black church came to be. And if we're going to be honest to uh, scripture, I mean, the church itself uh, came out protesting. It was a movement of prophetic witness Uh, to you know the insurrection of the resurrection of jesus christ
0: we bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the thinking out loud radio show
2: Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons and the Thinking Out Loud radio show for over 10,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, and now available at MichaelNimmons.com.
0: The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Given voice to issues that matter to you.
3: Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you get were naked? you to believe?
0: Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Simmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden.
2: Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. It's time, 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 time for the Thinking Out Loud radio show
3: of the week. When i think about the theme for tonight's show educating today's youth i'm reminded of a speech that i gave some years ago during an oratorical contest entitled education today developing our communities tomorrow this speech not just talked about the necessity and importance of a good education but how education can develop and empower an entire community in today's thought i would like to share with you a few excerpts from this speech How would education further develop a community? Why wouldn't financial or fiscal support serve as a vehicle of improvement and development? Wouldn't political power motivate and promote the ideal of a well-developed community? Unfortunately, money and political power are all temporal solutions for an even more complex and complicated problem. A more sound and stable investment is required in order to guarantee the realization of the objective of a well-developed community education is that sound and stable investment that is needed to improve the welfare of our 21st century communities for in as a community that is educated the wealth is incalculable a community that is educated transcends the realm of social and political power a community that is educated progresses and grows, expands, and is constantly building and reinventing itself in order to meet the challenging needs of the people. The era of the 1960s offers us a foundation for which this formula can be tested. This decade brought to the forefront the evils of segregation and discrimination. It became a decade of debate and controversy over the rights that were supposed to have been innately inherited. Segregated schools were assigned to the black race that there was an open door of knowledge that those in power wished to remain closed. A wealth of knowledge that if ever were attained by the black race would render this indigenous people ultimately dangerous to society. The white America believed that physical violence of any kind would, could have been dealt with or maybe even averted. It was a small price to pay for the prohibition of education for black Americans police dogs were released upon the many demonstrators and fire holes were turned on to humiliate and degrade the black protesters during the 1960s but no amount of water could extinguish the fire that was kindled down within a people who've laid down their weapons of warfare people who've put aside their guns and knives and picked up the weapons of knowledge have proven to be a far more destructive force people who have transferred their propensity for violence into the reassuring words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Let us not despair. Let us not lose faith in man and certainly not in God. We must believe that a prejudiced mind can be changed and that man by the grace of God can be lifted from the valley of hate to the high mountains of love. A people who have laid aside their malice and vengeance and replaced them with the words of Malcolm X, education is our passport to the future, for tomorrow belongs to the people who prepare for it today. A people who put aside their bitterness and hatred and replaced them with the conquering words of Henry Peter Braum education makes people easy to lead, but difficult to drive, easy to govern, but impossible to enslave. Now, more than 40 years later, we have everything, but yet we have nothing. Education in the 21st century has become a charade of learning, an environment of educational decay. The schools who were once looked upon as a tremendous asset to their communities is now viewed as a tremendous tax burden to its major network of supporters. The main concern of residents of neighboring school districts is the level of taxes the school will extract to provide an education for their sons and daughters to benefit from. Most schools today are secure with metal detectors or have become many police stations manned by police officers and security guards who patrol the hallways and maintain the educational facilities of the 21st century. The walkways of our communities are no longer safe for our young people to travel. Plagued by stalkers, rapists, pedophiles, and armed gunmen, our neighborhoods and communities have become a detriment to our own young people's safety and well-being. And in turn, the attitudes of our youth have gotten progressively worse, which is a direct correlation to the environment in which they live optimism is as taboo a word as college or higher education most young people in urban America do not aspire to go to college they feel their skills are better served working for minimum wage minimally employed and minimally engaged in developing the 21st century community the question I pose to the people of Mount Pleasant this evening is the same question the prophet Ezekiel was asked while standing amidst a vast desert of dry bones can these bones live a question asked by God to the prophet Ezekiel after having been led to this valley of dry bones a question Ezekiel considered after having looked around him and all he could see were dry bones scattered throughout the belly of this desert this place was devoid of life death had encircled the very essence of this place This desert metaphorically depicts the 21st century community we speak of, and the remains of those who once lived are reminders of the evils that our community is faced with. These same skeletal remains represented an army of soldiers who were once refined, polished, educated, and capable of defending themselves and their community whenever necessary. An army that was once feared and reverenced by many, an army that fought with diligence and determination, Battles fought were not always victorious, but an attitude of defeat was never encouraged. Unfortunately, over time, this army lost its vigor and courageous spirit. Vulnerability made it easy for this enemy to creep in and pilfer and steal from this mighty army the weapons that made them victorious in past battles. We've allowed atheists and agnostics to restructure our army, and they've stolen the prayers from the lips of our young people in public schools. We've allowed government funding to restrict and prohibit the acknowledgement of God in public forums. In doing so, they've weakened his presence in public spectrums and have tried to hide the truth of his existence. All of this has only served to weaken and destroy this one strong army of individuals. And just like the prophet Ezekiel, we too are confronted with a dilemma that could put the future of the 21st century community in jeopardy. But in the midst of this dastardly and despicable events of our present time, we are asked the thought provoking question, can these bones live? Can these bones of our community live? Can our communities be resurrected from the graveyard of the forgotten to the mainstream of communal living? Can these bones of our community live? Can an education once again be appreciated for the true value of its worth and respected for its open doors of opportunity? Can these bones of our community live? Can our communities rise from the desolate valley of despair to the high mountains of unity and love? Can these bones of our community live? Can our communities be re energized and revitalized to meet the challenges of the 21st century? Can these bones of our community live? Can our young people rise to the challenges of becoming the leaders of this generation? Can these bones of our community live? Yes, because once to every man and nation comes a moment to decide in the strife of truth and falsehood for the good and evil side. Some great calls God's new Messiah, offering each the bloom or blight and the choice goes by forever. Twixt that darkness and that light though the cause of evil prosper yet truth alone is strong though her portion be the scaffold and behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadows keeping watch above his own can these bones of our community live yes because the resiliency of humanity is an in inevitability of time can these bones of our community live Yes, because in the words of our celestial hymn, we shall overcome someday. We shall overcome someday. Deep in my heart, I do believe we shall overcome someday. Can these bones of our community live? Yes, because the hope of tomorrow rests in the hands of he who holds tomorrow can these bones of our community live yes because education is a gift worth striving for worth dying for worth sacrificing for and if it means the community will be better developed if it means that young people will be properly educated if it means the environment will be protected and cultivated if it means that optimism will once again take her rightful place amongst the homes and families of this country then it is definitely a cause we fighting for. Thanks to my good friend, business leader and CEO, Maurice Evans, for being on the show with us on tonight. If you want to enroll your children in any of these three charter schools in Detroit, Redford, or Oak Park, just visit their websites at www.detroitsla.org or www.redfordsla.org or www.oakparksla.org. Check out those websites if you want to put your students or your children in any one of those three charter schools. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's show. We truly, truly appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the worldwide web. Remember, if you want to uh, get at us on anything we discussed during tonight's show, hit us up at TOL Radio Host MSN on Twitter or Instagram. Go to our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud radio show or go to our website michaelnemons.com and leave us a comment there right on our Thinking Out Loud radio show page or drop us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com. There's a lot of ways that you can keep in touch with us. We would love to hear from you. And be sure to tune in to next week's show. We're going to have another great show in store for you. So until next time, always remember, if you can think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can be it, you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Be sure to support all of our radio show partners. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. Want to book radio show host Michael Nemes for a speaking engagement, book signing, or corporate event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemitz.com. Be sure to follow the show on all of its social media accounts, on Instagram at The TOL Radio Show, on Twitter at TOL Radio Show, or on our Facebook fan page at www.facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Are you an entrepreneur, want to advertise? Become a Thinking Out Loud Radio Show partner and take advantage of our free introductory advertising offers. Send an email to Thinkin' Out Loud Radio Show at gmail.com for more details. Visit the new home of the Thinkin' Out Loud Radio Show at www.michaelnemons.com forward slash TOL Radio Show. The Thinkin' Out Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.